I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wilford sets off upfield. He wants a speech to run onto it. He might be the quickest. Oh, he kicks. He kicks ahead. And now Corey Oates will come. Oh, Oates with the one-handed pickup. How about that? Asako in behind them. He's confused. Hello Broncos fans and welcome to this week's episode of Broncos Weekly. As always, I'm Mitch and I'm joined on the line by our good friend Simo. How are you doing Simo? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How about you? Mate, I'm pumped. It's magic week, weekend week, magic round week, whatever. It's magic week. Uh, we'll get to catch up for the first time in a long time in a couple of days. You've got the fresh snip. I've got getting a fresh snip tomorrow, mate. We're, um, I'm pumped and, I'm, and also it's Adam Reynolds day. It's been Dave Donahue day. I mean, it, it, everything's looking up for this week. I mean, all of it just... Pales in comparison to Magic Round, though. It has just been two years coming. Yeah, I was going to be, I was going to be going down the last one. Had everything booked for that, got cancelled. So, oh man, I am just beyond keen for Magic Round. That's it, mate. Like I was booked for the last one as well after missing the first one with going to China for the misses at the time. And then, uh, of course, we had to have that COVID scare last week because it wouldn't have. It just. It just had to happen. Couldn't, couldn't, no, it couldn't go smoothly. It couldn't. So, yeah, we got that scare. Luckily, it's obviously all going ahead. Not looking forward to wearing a mask in the airport and on the flight. Whatever. Deal with that. But we'll be up there four days. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, obviously, it's been... My mood has been lifted pre it, knowing that we've already signed Adam Reynolds. And I don't have to talk at the pub to 100 people about what are the Broncos going to do because I've already done it. Because, so yeah, pretty it's cool. finished. <laughs> <laughs> now Bungard can be... <laughs> Ask a million people, a million people asking about what Souths are going to do. Yeah. So let's just start there with the, the Reynolds business. So it's not official yet. Looks like it's getting confirmed tomorrow or Friday, pending a medical and air quotes or similar. But the reports are by every journalist under the sun. Adam Reynolds has told his teammates he's going to the Brisbane Broncos next year. He's agreed to terms with the Broncos. It's like a $2.3 million contract over three years or similar. Apparently right. less money than what the Sharks offered them, which is how you know the Broncos are back, Simo. Pete Fidel is Dave, saying, Dave Donahue. Yeah, they're taking less. They're coming for less. They're staying for less. Oh. Uh, but he's... um, Adam Reynolds apparently agreed three-year terms. So we beat the Sharks. Didn't say it's ours. It's, we've got our halfback, and it's our first halfback I had in a long time. But also, to me, already the, our best signing... Since Milford, no matter what happened with Milford, Milford was a huge signing at the time. This is our best external signing in seven years. Yeah, I mean, these big signings haven't always worked out for us, like Ben Barber, but you know, yeah. we'll hope. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just can't not be excited about it. Like, obviously, yeah, you have to have hopes that it's going to work out well. He fills a lot of problems that we have with this current side. So, you know, and just like one thing, Broncos can just never win a game boringly. Like you never get 12 mm-hmm. points ahead and just like close out a game. But like he is able to do that. Yeah. It's really easy to say, oh, if we had that player, we'd have won this game. But I will guarantee you 999 times out of 1,000, if we played the Cowboys last week with Adam Reynolds, we win that game. Yeah. Because of what you're saying, we, he was willing to win the game boring. And at the end of that football game, there's two moments that are still giving me the shits. There was, like, I've been ready for the Milford divorce, everyone knows, for a while. But 
15 minutes left after we've scored that that try to f- take the lead. Uh, he go, It's fourth tackle, 40 out from our line. And Milford does what Milford does and to see something. Picks a ball up from dummy half. But the guy who got tackled is, uh, is it Corey Oates? I don't know. But he darts down the left-hand side. Oh, full of piss and vinegar, runs, sprints down the left-hand side, down the blind. Him and Jordan Ricky, the only two guys there. He, and then he throws it to Ricky, who gets dragged over the sideline because he was on the sideline. And Ricky offloads back in infield, and we turn it over. Whatever. That happens. No no good half was doing that. Cooper Cronk never made that play. Never no. tried to make that play. <laughs> like, even if you thought 50 meters was there, you're the guy who's supposed to have the ball on the next tackle, mate. You're supposed yeah. to kick that. He did that. <laughs> we turned the ball over. And then on that set following that, the Cowboys actually dropped the ball. So we get the ball back in midfield. We get second chance. And then they do four tackles up the guts set for a field goal. Like they were, it was Haas went tackle two and tackle four. They went up the guts, straight up the guts. Haas last play the ball, 20 meters out. Everyone's thinking field goal, except for the guys who are supposed to be thinking field goal. <laughs> except, <laughs> like, except the field goal kickers. <laughs> like Milford, Isako standing next to Milford. Neither of them is in the pocket. They're, they're on the left and Milford puts a bomb up. And at the time, I was okay with it. We were talking on Discord with the bomb because, like, I've lost such confidence in those two guys kicking that clutch field goal. That so I was okay. kick that. I'd never yeah. count Milford unless you're up 50 points. Yeah, that's it. They do that. And it's like, man, if we had Reynolds, not only would that first play not happened, he would have 100% kicked the field goal then. And then the pressure's off. And from that point onwards, we touched the ball like two or three times and kept dropping it from there. But her second half was just calling for someone to play boring and kill the game. And uh, anyone that listened to me over the last few years on Boom Rookies, and I had some people come at me today about it as well, know that I don't think Reynolds is as good as what Matt Bungard, my co-host, thinks he is. But that's uh, not what we're talking about here. You know? I don't think any player in the world is as good is as... That- Bungard thinks Adam Reynolds is. Correct. Like Reynolds has got flaws in his game. He doesn't run the ball well enough to, for me to ever truly call him one of the elite halves of his generation, you know? Not a good enough ball runner. But the Broncos situation is not... We're not looking for the world's greatest halfback. You know, we're not looking for whatever... Obviously, we want that. But what we really need is someone who knows how to play the game. Someone who can set up in those clutch moments. We need a leader. We need someone who can mentor the young players and the team in the halves. And we need someone who will look good in the community. And like he ticks all of those boxes. Yeah. He does, you know, does the lot. He does a lot. It's like, it's like we've screamed out the same thing when we played Pen- Penrith and Parramatta. I knew that Penrith game was 12 all. We all knew we weren't winning that fucking game. Oh, hundred percent. We all knew 12 all was like, well, fuck no one. Even I, I love a psycho too. It's like, he's not kicking this field goal. And neither's, neither's, um, was it Milford wasn't in the side, so I knew no one was kicking it then. We'll get the him in there and a great goal kicker, even though we already have good goal kickers. And it just, it just relieves so much pressure from the club. It just, it takes so much away because the other part of this, if, if it's not him, who the fuck is it? Who the fuck will we going to sign? I mean, Sean Johnson was a name thrown around, but. I mean, I know you're a big Sean Johnson fan. Yeah. I would prefer Adam Reynolds over so Sean Johnson. Like, Every every day of the week, hundred percent. And the like, age and injury concern thing is exactly the same with Sean Johnson, who is more injury prone than Adam Reynolds is. Yeah, like I definitely like. Yeah, Sean Johnson. If you didn't get Adam Reynolds, you're like whatever. We'll be happy with that. But Adam Reynolds is just. It was always going to be my first choice if you could pick between them. It's going to blow our minds next year, mate. As you said, we're not willing to win boring. If we just held the ball in the Cowboys game, we win it. It's going to blow people's minds next year when we just like have a set and we finish on halfway and he kicks into a corner and everyone's going to be like, oh my God. Did you guys, <laughs> We've did you guys not see seen that? this for four years. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't seen this since Lockyer retired. You're kicking strategically. And that's it. He's a strategic player. And uh, yeah, he's not going to crack games open for us, but we we know we have the forward pack to do it. We know we have some yeah. guys who can break games open. We have Stags, we have Herbie who's showing some ability this year. We have Asaka. We have those kind of guys. We might not have the whole spine, but this guy—he he was the. We had a few missing pieces in our puzzle, and this was the largest piece missing. Was what Adam yeah. Reynolds has brought. I couldn't be happier with it. And Dave Donahue, big dick Dave, mate. <laughs> First day. 
goes down there, tell fuck Cronulla, mate. You know, you know what's better? <laughs> like, like you fa- fuck family, mate. You know, what you say that for your family, mate. We'll be your new family. You come to Brisbane, <laughs> you, you come up here and play second fiddle to Tyson Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And I always find that it's it's. I know people consider this and footy players consider this, but it's not like moving to Brisbane is that big of a move from Sydney. No. Especially not for a footy player. So if I'm if I went to Brisbane for my work right, I can't afford to come back to Sydney all the time. But he will be back in Sydney twelve weeks next year, paid to flies down for work. You like, know? Yeah, without taking holidays or time off. He's in yeah. there twelve weeks. He is. He'll be able to go there all off season if he wants to, or he's moved his family up there. It's, it was it's, it's always weird. I feel like that move gets made up as being bigger than what it is. And as people probably seen it hasn't been the thing that kept people in Brisbane over the last few years as we'd like to have been, but yeah, that they got past that move, but I'm so happy that we didn't like, we paid him <laughs> less than Chad Townsend is getting from the Cowboys. Cowboys have done it again. They have. And Chad's also old. Like, yeah. and I'm over that too, by the way, Chad's a similar age at one year. I'm over the age concern because obviously that exists. It does exist, but it's not like he's someone who's relied on his athletic ability. Like Cooper Cronk wasn't either. Cronk went right to the end because Adam mm. Reynolds is another guy, meticulous preparer, in good keeps his body as much as good shape as he can. Not about how he's pace or anything, but like we've already seen how many times have to see guys like Brett Morris and Josh Morris be doubted for like five years and still get deals. How do we see guys like Luke Lewis get shoved out from the sh- uh, from Penrith when he was like thirty? Like, mate, you're too old, and he played like seven more years. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People were so afraid of it. It's like maybe he does hit 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 the wall in three years, but so fucking what? We'll get a couple of good years out of him. Maybe more players will join us now. Maybe You definitely mentor. see that happening. Like, I mean, you, you see it all the time where that happens. The Knights signed Kalen Ponga and mm. like they kind of had to pay overs probably for what he was worth at that point. I mean, it's been working out, but after that happens, you get a big signing. Other players want to sign as well. Correct. And we've been doing the halfback shuffle. Every six weeks for the last like five years, I'm done with the halfback shuffle. I know yeah, I well, halfback for the next three years. I I said to you it was like two weeks ago or maybe a week ago, probably, and I was like they should just just do it, like whatever it takes to get Reynolds, just do it. I was like every half the teams out there are looking for a halfback every single year, mm-hmm. and they don't have an answer at halfback, and they throw a season away. Like even if it is three years, you have the key to your puzzle for those three years. Yep, and I know some people are saying like it's not going to make us into a contender or anything, but we're not looking like there's no one player except maybe Tommy Turpo, it seems, <laughs> who you can just add to some team and they're going to bang you're a contender. But we have yeah. seen guys that we've seen off season. We saw the Roosters in 2013, 2012. They were like 13th. They added Maloney and they added Sonny Bill, like whatever. Sonny was obviously different, and, and Michael Jennings, and went from there to the prelim. And I'm not saying to do that for us, but this is this is you know our Maloney kind of thing, and that and that and that piece there, that he could definitely he'll rise the floor of the performance of the team, and I think we should be expecting to play finals football next year with him there. Oh, I mean, hundred percent. But like we've always said, it's not hard to make finals. Like, you no, know, exactly. You just have to be average, and you'll make finals. So, I don't think I don't I. I'm not saying, yeah, we're going to be some great team that finishes top four and wins 18 games or whatever, but I would definitely see us making finals next year for sure. That's it. And people, I've seen people say, oh, they're a bottom three team. It's like you haven't watched us play. And the same thing I said, I said in this podcast last week, we are not as bad as last year's Broncos. Nah. If it's just on home games alone, by the way, we were in the top eight of home games. Okay, away is an issue. It is an issue. But we, sh- we should have beaten Penrith and we should have beaten the Eels, and we should have beaten the Cowboys. And maybe if you throw, if we had Reynolds and that, we might have won two of those three games. All of a sudden, it's it's a top eight team this year. It's yeah. good enough players there. And now we have time. The Coats loss will hurt, but it's not going to change our fortunes. We only have time, and we have players hitting us up now. Like I know like Dane Gagai is like, Matt, he wants to come back. We've had other guys you know, hit us up. We've been talking to Nico Hines for a number of weeks. Like, me and you've said this. If Brisbane go to the market, people will want to go there. We just stop going to the market for a few years. It doesn't matter we're 14. People want to go and play in Brisbane. Yeah, it's 
you get the players poll every year. People, yeah. Broncos is the most wanted to team that people want to go to. Yeah, and I know obviously it's, it's hurt our retention because the guys who have been there have worn the scars over the last few years. The outside recruits haven't worn those scars. Nico Hines is thinking, fuck, I hated last season with Anthony Seabold. <laughs> yeah. He's not thinking that. And and obviously didn't saw Adam Reynolds coming coming to us. And obviously the Sharks wasn't that much of a better offer off the field, but it, that was the easier move for him. He's chosen the move that will, he will have the most pressure of any half in the comp next year. And he's chosen that. And good on him. Like I'll, I'll be interested to see. It'll be, if he has comes to Brisbane and he has a couple of good years there, it'll be do fantastic things for his legacy, as we all know it would. Yeah. I mean, and also people like this is no way near as bad as the Browns have always been. People always say, you know, like some coaches, they want to go to a team like the Browns, because if you can be the person that saves the Browns, mm. you know, like that's, that's your thing. And like Broncos has been like two seasons, not like 40 seasons. Mm-hmm. But again, if, and I also don't think it's anywhere near a harder job as that. I think someone like Adam Reynolds coming, it could easily make a huge difference to this team. And then, but you get most of the, you know, a lot of people are just going to be like, Broncos were terrible. Adam Reynolds went there. Broncos are now great. It's Adam Reynolds, you know. So, there's, yeah, there'll be pressure there for sure. But if he does it, it's a lot of reward there as well. Yeah, 100%, mate. And uh, I guess the other things people will be asking now is what are the other pieces, the other thing, the other signs we have to make? And Nico Hines is rumoured. I'm not as – I want Nico Hines, but I'm not as sold on him being a full solution to our problems that other people are. I want him because I want him to compete for the one or the six. But I'm not going to say – I don't think he's like – automatic walk-in superstar. People seem to think he's going to be that. that that's one, one thing we'll look at probably him. They'll probably look at it a winger. I actually don't want to spend any money on a winger, but I guess now they have the team they have money to spend. They're going to probably buy a winger and a back rower as well. So maybe cap hell isn't so bad <laughs> anymore, but I still think I'd love another spine player. Nico is probably that, but I would have loved, I don't think they'll go chase Sean Johnson now. And I think they're kind of set on Jake Turpin. I'd have loved a, um, a Brandon Smith approach. But my main question for you, though, Simo, is Anthony Milford, if they go back to Milford Island, will you go along with them? If it's Milford and Reynolds, 100%. <laughs> I'm going to be the last person on this island. Yeah, mate. You and Catfish, like, mate. I love Anthony Milford. I still want him to succeed and have a great career. But those things, that the players I mentioned earlier, mate, I watch those happen again. And I'm like, I just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it's like when you ran in the blind, it's like, mate, what are you doing? How do we, we can't fix this. You keep doing this shit. I don't know. And I get re- that. Yeah. But I just, I can't not believe. <laughs> I like, I've seen 2016 and I keep going back and watching YouTube yeah. highlights. So yeah. I, There's still bags of talent there. And again, maybe with the right halfback, he can do those things. But they still like, there was no one who was stopping Milford doing that dumb thing on the weekend. He went into dummy half and did it. Like Adam Reynolds is going to run and tackle Yeah, yeah. Him. Adam, Reynolds, <laughs> Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds. But like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe in this dream world, he just like doesn't have expectations on his mind about from the team. Like, he, yeah, he is at most getting from me a one year, like three to four hundred k deal. That's what Milford's getting from me next year. If I'm stuck, if I'm keeping him, and I'm still giving stags that opportunity he thinks and whatever Nico's there as well. But it, I, they can't go into a season with it for mine as him being the only six option. They just can't. I mean, we, we've played so many seasons lately with just an incomplete spine. Like, Correct. Like not having four competent players there being Darius Boyd was the fullback for most yeah. of it. If we go into a season having a one, seven and nine, we're going to be fine. <laughs> that <laughs> forward pack, a yeah. one, seven and nine. And then Anthony Milford just like, it's a speed bump sometimes. Like whatever. Yeah. It's going to be, it's a step up from what we've had. Yeah, very true. It is. But uh, it's now word. I mean, it's, mate, Melbourne Ninga. We've, we've, we've thought there's been many with bring Broncos obsessions. I thought Anthony Griffin had a Broncos obsession. What the hell is wrong with Mal? <laughs> <laughs> like he's now after Milford now too. It's like, mate, any like somebody like gets within the state of Queensland, maybe crosses past Brisbane. So, I don't know. They've, they've had a Broncos burger once and he's like, mate, 
What do you reckon? Coming to try to sign Adam yeah. Reynolds now. <laughs> he's, like, well, he's, he's after Milford. He tried to make a play for Code Slate, but it's like Milford. I feel like if Milford went there, that would be. We've all seen them play. They can score in bunches. They can see it in bunches. It feels like he's an absolute disaster waiting to happen at that club because he fits in exactly with their problems, not what they yeah, need to fix. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have games where he sets up six tries and scores three himself. And yeah. it's it's all like the papers the next day is going to be like, look what the Broncos let go. And then a week later, he's going to get run over by some second rower eight times. Yeah, and then there'll be papers will be attacking the Titans for taking the Broncos scraps. <laughs> uh, like that's it. Mate. It's um. So I don't know if he goes there, but I don't know if I can do the Milford thing again. I think I can. It's more because I believe in him. It hurts so much, Shimo. That's why it hurts when I watch him do those dumb things. I'm like, mate, you've you've got to stop doing this to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when it's like Brody Croft, I'm like, you motherfucker. Of course you'd do that. But when Milford does it. It's like, mate, what? I thought we had an agreement here. I, you <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> I, thought, I know. I think you're going to stop fucking me. Like, you were the chosen one. <laughs> I know. Just go back to Magpies and kill it there, and I'll enjoy those games. <laughs> anyway, well, let's move on. We want to talk a little bit about last week's game. I think we kind of covered our opinion on anyway, but we lost again to the fucking Cowboys by one fucking point again. And again, somehow they figured out all the things that were wrong. Like all of a sudden, Jake oh, plays his best game in first grade. All of a sudden, Tamalolo plays 70 minutes. All that shit again against us. It's always Cowboys against us that happens. Kill me. That Honestly, that field goal play, it reminded me of like the final play of regulation time in the grand final where – Everyone's just standing around watching the Cowboys yeah, <laughs> and like not wanting to, you see it all the time when like, when, you know, someone doesn't compete for a kick, everyone stands around not wanting to commit to anything in case they can see like yeah. they're out of position, can see to try and then they can see to try. And like the grand final was the same. Everyone was standing around not wanting to commit to a tackle to put a gap in your defensive line. And then it was the same here. They rushed up on, who was it? Clifford was the first attempt at the field goal and then he passed it. And it was just nobody was wanting to commit to put pressure on a kicker. Yeah. I mean, exactly right. It was like one person ran at Clifford and then, but exactly what it was, mate. It was one of those plays again. It wouldn't have happened. I mean, the way the Cowboys do that and then home, this is by 15 meters. You know? <laughs> oh, 100. But if we just watched them, it was like, is, is no one else putting pressure on? After I got to Holmes, the whole team's like, well, he either kicks or he doesn't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 50-50. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. And it's right after that. But that whole, it was, again, in like the grand final, that sense too, mate, is that whole last 30 minutes, all we had to do was like hold the ball and we win. And we kept giving it up and we kept giving them chances. And then... Tamalolo, I even said again on Discord, like 30 minutes into the game, it's like, why does Todd Payton, how has Todd Payton not figured out yet that he's actually better in long stints? Like, he's not, he's not one of those guys who's going to have impactful runs in his first 10 minutes. And it exactly happened in this game. He was shut down for the first 40, maybe the first 50 or 60. But as the game went on, he carved us up with 10 to 15 to go. And he, he that was always his thing, was like, He'd come on. He'd play like forty minutes and go off mm-hmm. for like ten, and then he'd yeah. come on, and like the the second stint was always just murder teams. And yeah. that was like Cowboys in twenty fifteen were like comeback kings. Every week they would just be like scoring like thirty points in second halves. With him going, yeah, it's he's not one of those players. Like he doesn't come on the field straight out of a cannon. Like he's not going to do a Paliasena and blow a team over. He kills teams by repetitive knocks. You know, he bashes the door down just by hitting it a few times. He doesn't blow the door in with one run. But yeah, and then Jake Clifford, like all of a sudden, yeah, that guy, it was good now, apparently. <laughs> Great <laughs> kicking game. That was frustrating. But I think the most frustrating part of that is like we actually played really well in this game away from home. We were great in the first half. Probably should have had more points. But a Kyle Felt octopus try. Jason Tamalolo. All this dumb shit is why we lost this game. And again, we just know, we all know watching that game, a better six or a better, like we win that guy seven, we win that game. I thought Tyson Gamble was decent, but he's, he didn't dominate the balls much in this one away from home. And yeah, that second half, just awful. 
Yeah, that oh, that weird try over his head. Like, it's it's just an. I mean, I, well, yeah, it's just another one of those things. That it happens twenty more times, and it's like a knock on, or it's like short of the line, or something. And it's just have. And I mean, like they can probably say similar things in these big moments of games against like that time. Was it Gavin Cooper ran into the goalpost? Uh, Matt Scott, Sun- wasn't Matt's, it? Oh, no, 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 Scott Bolton. Yeah, yeah, just like got to clean. And you're just yep. like, again, like you play that another 20 times and that never happens again. You yeah. know, like there's always just crazy moments in these Broncos Cowboys games. The worst part was when meeting he after the game, he didn't know what he was doing. He just like, so he just oh, reached out and just whacked the ball, you know, somewhere. Somewhere. It would be fucking hilarious if you whacked it the wrong way, but unfortunately he racked it towards the goal line, right on the goal line, and had good control. And oh well, I actually, honestly, I wasn't as upset the next day as I thought I'd be because I got some people said it hurt more losing by one than it hurt getting smashed. And it's like, nah, for me, I was like, you know what? We we finally turn up. I know it's only the Cowboys. I know we should have won. We hadn't turned up away from Suncorp in like a year. <laughs> like like so, last time it was in North Queensland is yeah. when we did. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, it's all right. And there was better signs on most of the team. I'm falling in love with Herbie Farmer's footwork, by the way. Yeah, I just don't like his face, though. Like, <laughs> I also don't like his hands. Have does he? Is he wearing shoulder pads? His shoulders seem rounded, but and his his hair's just like he just doesn't look like someone that would be a good center. No, he doesn't. But he has weird footwork, and I hate this cross sport comparisons. But I think it works well for him. He has footwork like, like a wide receiver. He steps people with those short short sharp steps, and he keeps his feet under him. Like, you know, a lot of league players have the big exaggerated step and throwing a leg out and shit. He doesn't do that. He like he just steps in his movements. And I like that a lot. And he seems to, people don't know how to read him yet. So he certainly looks like he's going to crack games open. But how many times does that guy have to make a break and look infield and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, there's no, no one's there. <laughs> no one. Have they not figured out yet that I might break the line? I'm actually, I'm kind no. of good, guys. <laughs> I'm kind of good. Can one of you support me? <laughs> uh, and Jermaine, oh, you know, Jermaine had an averageish game in this, and he's learning and improving in many ways. But his support play, it sometimes it's really good. Other times it's like, mate, are you just like asleep, Jermaine? Like, where are you, mate? What's going on? Uh, Adam support? Reynolds can support. Yeah, Adam. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, he's hoping, but he's gonna teach him. He's gonna fix everything. Oh yeah, everything. Everything is wrong. He's gonna teach him kick chasing. They're going to stop dropping the ball. <laughs> I thought no, but I thought Reynolds had always always been pretty good at support play. He scores yeah. heaps of tries. He's just yeah, he's just slow, but he's all right. I mean, if it's a two two on one situation, you don't. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how fast people are. Yeah. It's funny when it, oh, was, he remember against us once he he supported and then he got caught. He's that slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah. Anyway, um, that's I think that's enough for that game. Yeah. I don't know if we really want to talk about the Manly game. We'd more talk about Magic Weekend, but we are playing Manly this weekend, so that's a thing. Uh, I don't have. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's going to depend on Tommy. Yeah, I mean, they're a dollar thirty favorites. I think that's offensive at Suncorp. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I don't think they're that big of favorites. Like. Like you said, we played really good against Panthers and the Eels. It's Broncos at Suncorp, and it's going to be like full stadium, I guess. Are we is it like full sellout? I haven't checked. Are we allowed to do that with COVID? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's I don't I don't know if it's sold out yet, mate. I think they're having problems with that COVID cowards. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of people there. I could definitely see the. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos won. No. I mean, I have no expectation. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, because Tommy Turbo is killing everyone, but we'll see what happens. I still expect him to set up two or three tries, but I don't know. Manly concede a lot as well. I don't think we deserve to be $3 outsiders. I think the interesting thing will be um, what the forward rotation is without Pat Carrigan. Now he's out for the season, but I do think Kobe Hetherington probably comes in next week. I think next week around 11, he's allowed to play. He probably makes the bench from next week onwards, but. Yeah, that, that's a, a bit of a wrinkle for us, but it looks like we're kind of settled on the best 17 outside of that, which I'm pretty happy with the, the side right now. Jesse Arthurs has been okay. Yeah, it's a shock. Yeah. And it is a shock. <laughs> it is. Uh, but the, the, for those who know, that the scar on his neck is pretty funny. <laughs> for why he missed the game. Like, for those who know, it's a good bruises there. Uh, anyway, let's, let's do questions, right? We've got no other topics here, do we? 
Um, yeah, right. So over on Facebook uh, from Matt, he says, I'll be at Magic Round. Where are you guys sitting? It's like, I don't even know where we're sitting. I don't know. Frankie's got the tickets, but we're like... I've not even checked. I think... And we move every day as well or something. Uh, we're in one bay on Friday and we're back in that same bay on Sunday. For some reason on Saturday, we get moved. We're elsewhere, yeah. And the first... The Friday and the Sunday ticket seats are really good seats. And Saturday is shit, but we pay for good seats. Yeah, so. I- I don't know. Just moving everyone around. So if there's COVID, everybody gets a chance to get it. Um, from Stewie said, no question, just happy to have some good decisions being made. Morris must have been sent out to get coffee so he doesn't bugger it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's good to see good decisions being made. I agree. And uh, it's, it feels like a long time, but it's nice. Like, I know, again, Kevy's not a genius. Donahue was still yet to see. But yeah, it's a pretty easy decision to make. Hey, we should probably go sign a good halfback. But they did it, and the previous administration had not done that. They signed Brody Croft. Yeah, <laughs> and no one. Yes. <laughs> um, Paul just asked if you'd give Milford a contract. We covered that uh, from Vince. How much do you love the instant impact Dave's having? I oh, mate, very impressed so far. I mean, hit the ground running, that's for sure. And I know we didn't keep Coates, but he, he had a last year's shot at keeping Coates around as well. That feels like that was a fait accompli uh, a, while, a while ago, but waiting on Bellamy to, to agree to stay at the storm. But yeah, I think Dave's done a great job. And also the fact he doesn't sound like an absolute total moron when he speaks in, in the media is a, is a big plus. Yeah. Uh, from Daniel, it seems as though Walters is successful in landing the roster he wants for 2022 or close to. Uh, what does he have to achieve next year to earn an extension on his contract? I don't know. I don't I mean, know. And I don't think he's that worried about it. He said that himself already. He just wants to do the job for Brisbane and then see what happens. But I could definitely, like, say we end up, what, 12th here. We'll just give yeah. ourselves 12th. I could definitely he'd get an extension if he made finals. Like, even if he finished eighth on for and yeah. against, like, he'd he'd get an extension. Yeah, he, yeah I, I think he might, but... I don't know. It just it depends what what's you know what's going to happen if you get me like what coaches are available, what they think. It's a long time in rugby league, a year and a half. So we'll see. Um, from Johnny, do we look to sign for Lau on peanuts? No, you peanut. <laughs> from Darren, do you think Pia Kura deserves a call up? If so, when? Uh, well, Pierre Kura was a reserve last week. I think he might he's probably the, be the reserve this week. So, you know, if someone gets knocked out and there are foul plays there. Um, I fully believe in his talent. I'm a huge fan of his talent. I think we'll see him on the bench towards the end of the season. But I actually would like to see him playing Queensland Cup right now. I just, I think there's, if you watch him play, bags of talent. There's still a few things in his game I'd like to iron out. He has a old school tackling technique, which you don't actually want anymore in the NRL. Everyone loves someone who chops someone down around the waist, but actually doesn't help you. It leads to quicker play of the balls. You don't have control over the ball. You don't control the ruck when you do that. He needs to fix his technique up a little. And yeah, that's what, that's what you learn. Where do you learn that stuff? You learn it by playing games. Uh, a few people are asking about either moving Lodge on or Lodge Clamour swap. Thoughts? I don't know if that Lodge Clamour thing... <laughs> Has any truth because it came from Moly? You know, absolutely zero truth in that. Yeah, to me. well, chances are someone random on Facebook like messaged him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, if that was an option, I would dr- I would drive Clemmer up and drive Lodge back. I'd happily yeah, well, do that. One one trip, you could. I mean, they can just Lodge can just take Clemmer's plane ticket back to Newcastle. Yeah. We're all going to be in Brisbane soon. So I, I, it's one of these things that's funny for me with fans, and we all know this kind of stuff, but three or four weeks ago on this podcast, Simo, we couldn't have got worse feedback about Matt Lodge. People would hate him, whatever, whatever, all that kind of shit. Couldn't wait to get rid of him. He has two or three good games, and everyone, everyone now thinks he's better than David Clemmer. Like Brisbane fans are like, oh, I don't want to do that. Clemmer's been <laughs> shit. It's like... So has Lodge. Yes. It's like, look, <laughs> we want it. And I even said on the pod, people ask about dropping Lodge. Like, we have to play Lodge because we want Lodge to play well so we can get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's obvious, like the, the rumblings have been around for a reason. There's obviously things at play that are not, Kevy's not going to come out in the media and say, yeah, we fucking hate Lodge. Let's get rid of him. They're not going to say that. But it, there's been rumors of him leaving and wanting to leave for like a year. There's a reason behind that because he wants to go and they don't want him. So obviously, let's swap him for Clemmer. 
same, he's got a year less on his deal and he's on about the same money. Obviously, we'd swap him, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, more about that uh, from Rowan. With another Brisbane team seemingly around the corner, what should the Broncos be doing locally to secure their development pool? Any local clubs we should approach? No, I... <sighs> I don't know what we else they can do, mate. They sign half the state up on junior deals. Tony's <laughs> like, talked about his pathways and what he things he'll bring in, and maybe he'll do it. But um, I think Brisbane are pretty well invested in the in the in the talent identification market. They're not invested enough in the talent retention market. Like they've got they've, they've cast a wide enough net they can get these talented guys on Bronco scholarships, right? They got something wrong with them once they got them. You know, like we, we didn't miss. Uh, Sam Walker, he got stolen from us. We didn't miss Kalen Ponga. Like those guys were in the Broncos' net, so that's where they've got to fix the linkage from there. And that's not to do with having enough junior catchment. The junior catchment is more than plentiful for Brisbane. Yeah, well, it's like a thousand times more than any other team. So exactly, and if that get, gets halved, we're still going to be okay. Yeah, the problem is they have first pick often, and they pick the wrong players out of that pool, and that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to make a decision when the kids are like sixteen or whatever, you know, like and you don't know what they're going to end up playing like. And it also feels like almost, you know, how so many years in NFL draft, the guy who doesn't go first, a better quarterback gets angrier and gets a bigger chip on his shoulder. And yeah, gets and then, and they then become Tom Brady. How many guys are you here? Oh, the Broncos chose someone else over me. You go, they're going to be really good. Yeah, because they got pissed that the Broncos chose someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, from Jesse, this is a you question, but can you tell me more, please, about Kobe Hetherington? I don't follow Q Cup much and heard you guys talk about him a bit. What are his skills and do you think they will transfer to the NRL? Kobe's an interesting one for me because a couple of years ago, I didn't rate him at all, like at all. I looked, watched him play and I was like, well, that guy's just one of those guys that has his dad's name. And somehow was named Kobe. And I don't know. It's a really early time to name your son after Kobe Bryant. He's like, you know, in his 20s. So it's like Kobe's second or third year. Jason was early on Kobe Bryant. But anyway, <laughs> he's one of those guys. And he played hooker, a lot of hooker. He's playing lock this year. But I just, I don't like him at a hooker at all. And maybe I'm wrong on that. But what I've loved about him when I've seen him play reserve grade at lock is he's just so, so aggressive. And not aggressively stupid. We've had enough aggressively stupid players. Like we had Hipgrave come through our system. We've seen other guys in, in the NRL that are idiots. Like uh, what's his name from the Bulldogs? Oh, God, I forget his name. Jack, Jack, other Hetherington. Jack Hetherington. Yeah, yeah. But Kobe has great leg drive, really aggressive. But he, one of those guys that wants to hurt people from what I've seen. Physical and hits under the, hits under the ribs. You know, good, good tackling technique like that. So. I'd, um, I think he'll come into first grade soon and probably play off that bench. And he might play some time at hooker. Maybe he's okay, 15, 20 minutes of hooker. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of his prospects as a, as a middle forward for us. He's certainly um, – a lot of those guys we brought through in the last bunch, they were good ball runners and, and made bulk numbers in reserve grade. That's like Joe O and Paddy Carrigan and those guys. But you never saw him hurt anybody. Never saw him like break a line or anything like that. Kobe scored a couple of tries, even just from support play and hard running. But he definitely packs a punch. And I think that's, you know, that should translate to first grade. Yeah. Um, from Louis, he said, a Broncos looking at Finucane. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think like, there should be. You'd hope so, but you'd have. I'd have confidence in the current in Donahue there that they'd at least discuss it. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe they don't think it'll work out, or you know, for one reason or another. But you, I don't know. When Paul White was there, you wouldn't even have confidence that they'd at least discuss all these people. Yeah. Um, from Jesse again, he said, "In your opinion." Who or what is the best source of information regarding the Broncos slash NRL and who do you despise the most? Well, the funny thing is, is the best... So if you're talking information, if you're talking rumors and that kind of stuff, the funny thing is currently... I hate saying this, but I used to, I laughed at Dobbo for like a decade for being so bad oh, at reporting we all did. <laughs> He's on the money this year. Kevy must like him. Someone is leaking him stuff. 
the Ben Dobbin things are no longer bullshit that they used to be. I used to see him. I used to laugh at Dobbo's. Like they were always out of nowhere. Or he just go on Triple M and he go, mate, I'm here in Brisbane talking to the ghost of Wayne Bennett's uh, grandfather. Actually, I'm going to bring him in. They're talking to Wayne Bennett's son as a consultant. Like, you just say whatever. It's like, what are you on about, Dobbo? But he's been accurate this year. And obviously other ones, you, you'd always, Chris Gary won't ever put a, put a story out there if he hasn't checked his sources. So obviously you can end up wrong, but I know him as one of the journos and obviously people listening to this know I'm, I'm a fan of his, but he won't put a story out there without checking his sources. So he will call people at clubs and say, hey, is this the thing before doing it? So you can rely on him. I think those are the two, I can't believe I'm saying Dobbo, but those are the two ones that are breaking news now. And Pete Bedell also breaks the news, but Bedell's a bit of a weasel. That's the one I don't like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I was just say Dobbo had the stag signing, had the Reynolds one. He dropped like on the radio. He dropped about Gagai. They're talking to all that. Like he's he's got it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, new coach comes in and mates with different reporters. They're going to get mate. yeah. From Daniel, he said, "Chuck in a recommendation station." It's been a long time. <laughs> it has. Uh, I got one. I've been oh, second season just out now. TV show. If you liked Always Sunny, give Mythic Quest a go. It's not the full Always Sunny cast, but it's it's about half of it, and it's a, and there's an Aussie girl in there. Don't know about the Aussie girl that much, but it's one of those Aussie accents when it's on TV. It's very grating. They're really Aussie, you know. You can hear it, but it's essentially to show. It's based around they've built a World of Warcraft game. It's a game studio, but it's a comedy based around outside of that. But it's it's quite good. Um. I haven't watched a whole lot. I watched actually last night or the night before a documentary on, I forget what it's even called. Give me one sec. I had it written down here. It's called Four Days in October. Um, it was on the Boston Red Sox. And so in one of their, in 2004, they ended up winning the World Series. But in the, championship game for their conference they were down three nil and no one had ever come back from three nil down to win a seven game series like to reverse sweep yeah and they ended up reverse sweeping the yankees and it's just like just fascinating to like watch it was only it was pretty short it was like half an hour or so but it was pretty good to watch and now google alerts is just sending me non-stop like red Sox score updates uh, even though i didn't <laughs> search anything on my phone so you know they're listening mate they're out there listening they are. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty interesting though, because they had obviously like interviews of the players before Game Four, so they were down three nil in the season, and like obviously they've been called embarrassing and frauds and all this stuff. And then this guy's interviewing. He's like, "Oh, you know," he's like, "All we got to do is like we're at home. He's like we just got to win tonight, and then after you win tonight, you know, it's three one, and then we got another game to, at home, and you know we can win that, and then after that, anything can happen. Like, and it just ended up happening that they'd like." kept winning and then won game seven and you're like and i think i i didn't follow the story back then obviously but there was like some one of their pitches had like surgery on a training table inside the locker room and then like days later was pitching like almost a full game like as a starting pitcher and he's like the kind of stuff that if you're the fan of that team you just it goes down in folklore forever but yeah it was pretty good What's well, like um the the Cleveland comeback over the Golden State Warriors? It's it is good that some that's when you start seeing that elite athlete mentality. The people who can still believe, like, because no one else fucking believes, mate. Like, no, 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 no one believed they were going to come back and win that. But some of those guys, like, they truly believe, like, no, we can do this shit. And yeah, I know. Whereas like my mentality, if you're down that, you're like, eh, one more game, we're done with this, we can go. Home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, I was try and win one, but yeah. <laughs> Um, what else did I like? I have seen some movies. Uh, trying to think what's a good movie I've seen recently. Oh, like long ago. I saw uh, Promising Young Woman last year. is very good. Uh, Minari's a banger if you haven't seen it. I think Minari probably should have won Best Movie of the Year. Uh, Judas and Black Messiah is okay. The Father's very good. That's um, Anthony Hopkins got the the uh, Academy Award for Best Actor for that. The Father, he depicts um, a father, shockingly, with dementia, but I'd gone through my uh, my grandfather having dementia a long time ago, and just just how uh, well he nailed that, I think it's very much worth seeing. And I forget the other movie I saw. There was a movie I saw right after it when the the actor had dementia in it, and it wasn't that guy was bad, but Hopkins was so good. I thought yeah. that guy was terrible. I'm like this guy, this guy got no idea what he's doing. He doesn't know anything about dementia. <laughs> 
What movie was that? Oh, it's that an old gay couple. I forget what that was called. But yeah, there's some more recommendations. Um, I got one more, but it's not a movie. It's a drink, and I've there we go. been drinking a lot of these lately. But it's called the Bramble. And it's basically like I mean, just Google a recipe for it. But if you're into making drinks and stuff, try one of those because it's very good gin gin cocktail. Are you bringing the cocktail kit down with you, mate? Or are you flying down? Um, I'm flying, but I could bring. Yeah. No, no, bring no, some no, don't stuff. worry, then. Yeah. Don't worry. No, I got I get like 22 kilos, and I'm I've only got to take like three jerseys, so. <laughs> um, uh, where are we up to? From Harry he said, "Should Cobo start in Coates' place?" No, we've answered that eighty-three times last week. Um, uh, from Harry also, should Gamble be our long-term five-eight? I like Tyson Gamble, what he's played twice now, but so far, no. Two games not enough, and see longer. I do think he's probably already warranted en- enough to get that that. 100k deal next year to be the backup at least so there's actually nothing wrong with signing lots of talented players and figuring it, figuring it out later instead of just signing like 15 and going well this is it this, this is the team <laughs> yeah I mean I'd rather yeah like backup's good but if it, it was either between like starter or not signing him I'd rather not sign him because mm. I don't know like I love the, ga- the couple of games he's played but I think if he was actually good, he would have found a team by now, yep. before now. Um, yeah, that's Facebook. Over onto Twitter. Uh, I'm like signed into the wrong account. Good from me. Um, I can't even figure this out. I can't even work Twitter now. Yeah, yeah, right. There we go. Found found our profile. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, from Aaron J. Rose, who should we sign if we offload Lodge and why is it not Clamour? I was a big Toby Rudolph fan while he was at the Jets and he looked decent at the Sharks before coaching changes. I mean, I don't need, I don't know, mate. I don't know if we need to sign someone else. I think, you know, I know Pangai's doing great on the edge, but next year they're potentially probably back in the middle and that's just it. Problem solved. Um, from All Sport Matters, he said, not sure how I feel about Hines' news. Maddening to think it took two strong NRL games in beatdowns for him to get on our radar when he's been ripe for poaching for three years. Hopefully it's more about Dave Donaghy and less recency bias. Yeah, I, I we mentioned this podcast last year, but he should have been poached from Melbourne last season by any club. Anyone, no one did that. But I do know the Storm want to keep him around because... They want him as insurance for if Munster goes to the other Brisbane team. But, yeah, I, I would mainly like to take it just to hurt them. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Thank you. And then I, I don't know if he's actually the answer. As you said, mate, that it's, it's two blowout wins in a good team. There's a – like, Jermaine Osaka would have outplayed uh, played really good in those games, you know? Uh, from James K underscore thirteen twelve, <laughs> do we manage to concede a higher number of just absolute bullshit? How the f did they do that tries? <laughs> or am I just biased? Probably a bit biased, but we do seem to do a lot of that because a lot of it's also like Cole felt thing is like if one person, there's three guys there, one of you holds the ball, doesn't happen. Yeah, we like crazy things seem to happen but a lot yeah a lot of the times it also is just like our players just not being situationally aware enough like yeah. the players also do just dumb things yeah. uh, from Osport Matters again who's the perfect house partner for Reynolds and why is it Sean Johnson I think I think it's I, I'd love that I just don't know if they do it now I think that's a perfect one but yeah especially considering he seems to be so cheap Um, with the signing uh, from Cruzy06, with the signing of Reynolds to be confirmed, I'm curious to see if it'll cost the club more talent. If it'll cost the club more talent, even worse, young talent on their books. I I read that properly. You did. Uh, no, why would it cost? They've already, there's no one else to lose. Coach was the last one. They're all re- everyone else is re-signed. We, we lost them all already. No, no, they're all gone. Vita's gone. They're all gone. Vita's gone. Sam Walker's gone. Jake Simpkins gone. Coates is gone. Like they're all gone already. The sh- they, the the rats have fled the ship. Yeah. Well, and we start from now. 
Exactly. Uh, Corey Goats, how many line breaks does Tommy T make this weekend? Oh, I don't know. I do know on a, on a four round. So if you know the rolling averages, you know, in a four round average, it's only been four games, but in his four grand average since 2000, he has the mo- his second most combined tries, try assists, line breaks, line breaks assists in a four round period, only to be topped by Terry Campisi that year when they, they put 70 on Penrith. So he got, he got like four tries in that game and a million assists in that game. So, but yeah, he's killing it. Um, I do think there's obviously some joy to you had by Tommy, but I'll conservatively set, set it at two, two line breaks. I'm just hoping, uh, like, normally Pangai saves these for when there's, like, something personal, like for feeder. But if, like, he just decides he's going to go out there and ruin Tommy's day. Yeah. Um, from Danny Boy, 1995. Reynolds signing, Magic Round. How good is Rugby League? <laughs> uh, from Benny DTT, why aren't I a special guest? <laughs> Are you asking yourself that question, Benny? <laughs> uh, underscore D9. With Kevy's contract only being two years, should he be given more time or should we be looking at what coaches are coming off contract in 22? I'll I tell you what, one thing, Simo, is fans can never marinate, can they? It can never be Reynolds is great. Let's enjoy this for a couple of days. It's always on <laughs> to the, the next, next one. What's the next problem? And I know the club is probably thinking, what's the next thing? But for me, it's like, I'm just going to bask in the Reynolds glory. I couldn't give two shits about Kevy's contract in 2023 right now. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, I've got a question for you. Yeah. With Reynolds losing, with South losing Reynolds, should they drop him to reserve grade and developing <laughs> whoever the next halfback yeah. is? Yeah, mate, Dean Hawkins get him in there. <laughs> or Blake Tarfy. Mad dog oh. to score no space. Uh do you back Mill for a year with Reynolds and see how he goes? Obviously, on less money. Yes. A, a year is it? Like a Give year him is... three. Give him three, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Darren W006. Oh, boy. Cronulla have effed themselves royally here. And <laughs> any love for Finucane as our second Dave Donaghy signing? If June Junes comes on board, where does Asako go? I guess Hines. If, it might be a typo there. If Hines comes on board, where does Asako go? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it'd just depend if Hines played in six or one, but yeah, I, I'm just, I'm kind of sold on a psycho being a fullback. I'm not sold on him being a winger. Like we saw him be a winger and he's only okay there. Yeah. Like for me, it was, it would be like, if you couldn't, if he wasn't in the side as a fullback, you'd, I'd try to send him somewhere else. Yeah, or like I even prefer trying to turn into a center. We have enough centers now, though. But like Asako, when he plays on the wing, we all saw it, mate. He wasn't exactly a great try scorer out there, and it wasn't that he didn't get opportunities to score tries. But he's one of like, he doesn't seem to back himself for the corner enough when he's on the wing. Like he he cuts back in as well and that kind of stuff. Like the great thing about guys like Coates on that wing was like anytime there was like five meter space, like, oh we've scored. Yeah, that's great. Ne- that never happened with Jermaine and. I don't like the links to a lot of these like veteran wingers. I know like we always want veterans, but the wingers honestly just get shitter after they hit like twenty five. They just do. You get slower and less athletic. I'd rather have an. I'd rather have a young fellow on the wing on fuck all money and just figure that out. Go from there. Try and steal like Isaac Lumi Mumi back from the storm. Like you know they they, they just they just need to go to like over to Fiji exactly. And just find some like rugby sevens players that are freakish on the wing. Just sign them. Just like go get another semi radradra. Like there's not just one of them out there. Yeah. Uh, Mitch underscore. Which South player do we actually want to follow Reynolds? I feel like Gagai's a, ch- a chance, but I don't want him. Uh, I don't know if I want like anyone else who's like attainable. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want many from there. Whatever. Jaden Sewer's like begging to come back to go away. You, you stay down there. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is there. Like, like like Cody Walker, Cook, Latrell are all signed up. I don't really care about almost anyone else there individually. Like Cam Murray signed up, Arrow signed. No one. Wayne, Wayne, why did I say Wayne? Yeah, Wayne. <laughs> I, did laugh at, I did laugh at Wayne being tagged in Reynolds news. Wayne is definitely opening that door back up about coming back to Brisbane to do the mail roll. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, just do it. We need to do it for defensive maneuvers so he doesn't go to the Brisbane 2 team. 
JMB2407. Um, when is Chris Gary getting another run? Beginning of the year podcast was a good listen. <laughs> um, I don't know. I did speak to him. I'll probably catch up with him over Magic Ground. I should message him. Uh, I'll probably but, be busy then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've got like a million people who want to catch up over Magic, as we all do. Uh, but we'll come on. We spoke about doing mid year again. So maybe soon, maybe around the origin period when there's less Broncos chat. Uh, from Buchanan Blake, did we get the wrong half from South? Was this another Wayne backhand to Brisbane? Who said that? Buchanan Blake. I... Is this a? I don't know if it's a piss take or not. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd rather Reynolds have Walker. For what we need, 100%. Walker is obviously the, the better player, you know. Apples to apples, so that he's a better player. But Reynolds is all the things we need. Walker does just isn't, you know, not another Milford, well, but he doesn't solve any a, of our problems. He's just a better Milford. Yeah. Like, whatever. No, we didn't get the worst. And it's not a backhander from Wayne. Again, Wayne has no control over their roster anymore. None. <laughs> Scooter underscore D9 again. Um, I hope we didn't sign Sewer. We already have awesome young back rowers that we have re-signed. If they get stuck behind players like him and don't get an opportunity, my fear is they won't stay. Do you guys agree? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'd sign a, a back rower. I don't, I don't know. It was Ricky and Piakura is on enough depth, but again, you'd, you'd want to sign maybe a veteran or someone who's not going to stay in the way very long, you know? Yeah. Uh, Crisscross 84. Should the club make a play for Vinavalo? I hate Vinavalo. Yeah, he's... The red, uh, mate. Not the Reds. Is he Reds now? Fuck. What, what club is he at again? Once He's in the Reds. Yeah. Once they leave rugby league, I stop paying attention. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, from Fresh. Uh, surely Asiata makes more sense starting at lock in place of everyone's favorite hot stepping line breaking recently. Non six again, giving disallowed try scoring Broncos lock, Pat Carrigan. Potato Hands Flegler has looked good off the bench in recent weeks. Keep him there. Yeah, I I don't know who will end up being the thirteen further on. I thought Asiata probably should have started there, uh, but yeah, Flegler has looked better off the bench. Looks a bit more confident, but yeah, I think we'll see Hetherington on, on, on in the seventeen at some point now in the next two weeks. Um, who's taking the bigger L? Uh, sorry, this is from Harvey G. Who's taking the bigger L? The Bunnies for losing Adam Reynolds or the Cowboys for paying $1.2 million to either Townsend or Dearden to play halfback every week? <laughs> the Cowboys. Oh, it's beautiful. Because I, hate, the, I hate to say it. Cause, because Cows still have options. <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> have none. Uh, and um, they, in the last week, by the way, they won last week a lot of in the back of the effort of the halfback they resold, who was killing, kicking us to death. Uh, from there's like 38 tweets about Nico Hines that I'm not reading. Yeah, good, good point. Uh, impermanence, 23. Where will Billy Walters play when he joins next year? Probably a bench or reserve grade. Um, JJ Productions replied, literally, they replied, I'd say 14 or cup. There you go. Um, last one here from underscore Mert one. Do you think the club will entertain an offer for Milford or could he be headed down to the M1 to the little brother of the Titans as reported by a great friend of the pod, Chris Gary? I don't know, man. Like they've tossed that one up and down for ages. And like we all, we all know all the stories of how amazing he looks at training Milford does. So they'd have their eyes on every day going, geez, if this guy can put it together, <laughs> you know, they think the same things. For half you know, exactly, they think the same things we're thinking. They're like, "Fuck!" But if what if? Just what? what? Yeah, with what Reynolds. If, yeah. this is the other piece to the puzzle. Yeah, what if this unlocks Milfy? They'll be thinking the same things, mate. Like, no, no shit. They would, they would be thinking it. But uh, I don't know. I have no idea what they're gonna do in that one. I think, um, I think Milford want more than a bottom dweller deal. But I don't know if you'd get much more money elsewhere at the moment, anyway. Like we've talked also before about how his living situation. I honestly don't see him considering anyone other than us or the Titans. Yeah, so maybe the Titans are a chance, but I yeah, that one has disaster written all over it. Oh, 100 percent. If he goes to the Titans, it's like Ash Taylor, but worse situation. Yeah, but cheaper. <laughs> That's all. 
That's yeah. all the questions? Yep. Okay, good. I'll tell you what, podcast is more fun than last year. That's if you're winning games. Well, not even that. We're not winning, but it's like just at least have some fucking hope and some belief in something. And it like they went and tried to sign a good player rather than this. Like, let's just re-sign our way out of this. Let's bring in Brady Croft. Yes, let's just re-sign players out of this and then spend 30 cents on our halfback. Love it. Who was not good in cut, by the way. Who was, people saw his stats. He scored a try off like a hit-up. He just crashed over. Um, and then his goal kicking, he, he only missed two, but he, he looks like a robot kicking goals. He wasn't good in cut. So don't worry about it, people. He's not coming back. Suits me. Okay, sweet. That's the podcast. I'll see you on yep. Friday, Simo. And the rest of you, leave me alone on the weekend. I've got enough people to catch up with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.